0: Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's podcast, a friend who can't get a date, the perils of being an unintentional matchmaker, when your best single friend suddenly gets a boyfriend, and a glass of wine a night, does that constitute a problem? Our first question this week. Diviv, my friend is desperate to settle down and have kids. One problem, she hasn't had a date in four years and she's lost her confidence. She continuously goes on about wanting kids and a man, but won't even try online dating. We have all offered to go to events with her, etc. to meet people, but she continues to dodge it, which would be fine if she didn't rant on about it all the time. What can we do to help her confidence? Oh dear, I'm always slightly suspicious of letters that start with the words, my friend. We all know what it means when someone says, I'm asking for a friend. So I always have to wonder whether this is really more about you than it is about your friend. But to start off, I'll take it at face value. What is the real problem here? I'm wondering, is it that your friend's life needs fixing and her confidence needs boosting? Or is it the fact that you find her annoying? It would be fine if she didn't rant on about it all the time, you say. Have you thought about the fact that maybe your friend is perfectly happy and just enjoys having a good old moan about things? Also, you don't mention your own situation. Are you, by any chance, a smug married with kids? Maybe in some warped way she feels like she has to complain that her life is not like yours in order to make you feel good. There's a remote possibility that she is having a wonderful time as a singleton but doesn't want to make you feel bad because you're not out there whooping it up. I don't have enough information to know which is the case. In short, though, alarm bells always ring for me when someone is trying to make someone else's life better. I'm sure your intentions are admirable. You just want your friend to find happiness. And you also want her to stop going on about how much she wants kids while blatantly doing nothing to make this happen. But realistically, I'm sorry to say there is not much you can actually say or do. The only person who can change your friend's outlook is your friend. If she doesn't want to overcome her fear of online dating and feels happier in her comfortable little bubble of denial, then no one can force her. Perhaps examine your own feelings before trying to change your friend's life. Are you really annoyed with her and fed up of her? If so, what are you going to do about those feelings? If you feel very strongly about this, then you should call her on all this. If you're good friends, you should be able to say, it drives me crazy that you want all these things and yet you do nothing to actually make it happen. That would be an interesting, and honest conversation. I think it's also completely reasonable to say that. But I'm struggling here not to read the real problem as being, dear Viv, help, my friend is really annoying me. And there is only one solution for friends who are really annoying and in potentially uh, deep denial, as she might be in this case, And unfortunately, that is this, see less of those friends. Who knows, maybe your friend will get so desperate for things to do that she will try online dating after all. Our next question. Dear Viv, two of my friends have fancied each other for a while and recently kissed on a night out. The only problem is I am the only mutual friend connecting them. Last time, this same girlfriend got involved with another friend of mine, and it ended with me never speaking to my guy friend again. Their messy breakup was his fault, but still. I don't want to say they can't get together, as I know that this is how people meet, and it's none of my business, but I know I'm going to get in a bad situation if they do. Help! Oh, help indeed. This is already toxic, as you have realised from previous encounters, Scylla Black. Uh, It's extremely dangerous to be a matchmaker, whether you're an intentional one or not. And there is only one good outcome in these situations, and that is when the two people involved get married. Uh, I know, because this is what happened in my life. My friend Berna, um, yes, this is a lady. She has a very exotic Icelandic name. She introduced me to Simon, who went on to become my husband. And as we are still together 15 years later and have three children, we regard Berna as some kind of god. Uh, But I suppose if we had long since broken up, don't get complacent, Simon, it might yet happen, then we would regard her as evil, and this is what you're scared of. Uh, It sounds like you don't even want to occupy the god role the good fairy role you, you just want to stay well out of all of this especially as you've already marked yourself out as the sort of person who takes sides in these events uh, that is a very bad thing to do by the way always avoid taking sides no matter how badly everyone behaves so I would suggest that you do just that for now the thing you're suggesting stay out of it anytime either of your friends mentions the other one or tries to involve you just change the subject or say explicitly, get a room, guys, and keep me out of it. If you make a joke of it, I think it will all be fine. Or you can find some incredibly boring things to go on and on about anytime they mention their relationship. Do you have an encyclopedic knowledge of the entire discography of the Smiths? This could be a good time to bust that out as a conversational gambit. The one thing you can't do is to physically stop them from getting together. If they're going to, they're going to. So just get ready to stay clear of the car crash. Of course, when things start to go well, and or they're planning an amazing wedding, then you can take all the credit. Um, I'm still waiting for my friend Berna to claim her commission on my happiness at some point, by the way. Our next question. Dear Viv, I'm single, and for ages, so was my best mate. It had been this way for about three years, and we developed a kind of single sisterhood, going on date nights to cinemas and out to dinner. The thing is, now she's got a boyfriend, and I'm worried things won't be the same. Obviously, it could have been the other way around, but it's not. How do I, A, not be jealous, and B, not be needy? Oh no, this is really sad. I think your concern is A, completely understandable, and B, very sweet. We have all had this happen to us, and it happens not just around friendships, but also around relationships and work and all sorts of things. One minute you have loads in common with someone and everything seems so easy. The next minute the power dynamic has completely changed and the sand is shifting beneath your feet. So please know you're not alone in this. We've all felt someone else muscle in on a good thing at some point. You need to face up to the change though. You say, I'm worried things won't be the same. Catch up, they're already not the same. But that doesn't have to mean that this is a bad thing. Put yourself in your friend's shoes. What would you do to include her if you had met someone? Would you want to include her? This isn't easy to navigate, as when you first meet someone new, as I'm sure you know, you often want to spend a ridiculous amount of time with them, almost to the exclusion of anyone else. So please don't be offended if you're suddenly off the radar for a while with your friend. It's not personal. Once your friend is no longer in the first flush of romance, I'm sure she will still want a mate to go out with sometimes. What are you most worried about though, being lonely, you say being jealous, having completely normal and understandable feelings, which all of these things are? You might be all these things, lonely, jealous, anxious, needy, but there's nothing wrong with any of that. The important thing is not to act out and behave like you're in a remake of Single White Female. I think you can manage this. Try to be pleased for your friend. Talk to her about how you're feeling if you possibly can. I can't imagine that she hasn't thought about how all this will affect your friendship, especially if you used to refer to your outings to the cinema, however jokingly, as date nights. But think about yourself too. Something has changed and maybe this is a good excuse for you to make some changes too. Is there anything new or different you want to do in your life? Any other friends you could see more of? A new challenge you could take up at work? Also, you say, I'm single. As your friend's experience proves, you may not be single forever. So go out and have a bloody good time before you meet someone who will make you not want to see any of your friends while you're still in the first flash. Our last question this week. Dear I need a glass of wine every single night do I have a problem? That's that's it. Do you have a problem? No, I don't think so. It sounds like a perfectly healthy response to life. Or is it? What a great question. I need a glass of wine every single night. Do I have a problem? Very succinct, so we can really analyse this a bit. I need a glass of wine every single night. What do you mean by need? Do you really mean need, as in you physically can't function without it? Or do you mean you want a glass of wine, when you feel like drinking one? What would happen if you couldn't have the glass of wine? Would you attack someone? Please video it if you do. Um, I'm only partly joking. I, I do know what it means to need a glass of wine. Now, next bit of analysis. What do you mean by a glass of wine? Do you mean a small little half glass rather like one of Gilly Golden's tasting glasses from the 1970s or do you mean a 21st century sized glass of wine which can hold the equivalent of half a bottle? And also what do you mean by every single night? Do you mean 365 days a year? Is there literally no day ever 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 when you don't have this glass of wine? And finally you ask me, do you have a problem? Well you've written into me so somewhere deep inside, you have a suspicion that you might have a problem, so you tell me. I say all this because our attitude and reaction to alcohol is deeply, deeply personal. It's taken me a long time to work this out, and I have been a terrible drunk in my time, uh, without ever quite being a fully-fledged alcoholic. So I am extremely cautious around alcohol and respectful of it. If I personally were drinking a glass of wine every single night, however small a glass actually, I would be worried about myself because I would know that I was developing a dependency, however initially harmless, and that sooner or later that glass would get larger and larger and then turn into several glasses. And then, well, really, I'm just a priory patient waiting to happen, basically. But then you see, you may not be like me. There are lots of people who are perfectly capable of having a glass of wine every single night. But the key is, I suspect, these people could really take it or leave it. They are the same annoying people who can smoke one cigarette every two months. I don't identify with these people. I'm an all-or-nothing person. What kind of person are you? This is the question you need to answer in order to know whether you have a problem. There is one very easy test. Don't have the glass of wine at all for a week then have it once or twice a week. If you can manage that and go in and out of drinking a tiny amount every day with periods when you drink nothing, then I'd say really you, you do not have a problem. But if on the other hand, the fact that I'm even suggesting this fills you with dread and horror, which I think it must because otherwise you would not have written in, then it's not that you definitely have a problem But you yourself think that you have a problem and thinking that you might have a problem is often the same thing as actually having a problem, if you see what I mean. I don't think you need to worry and in any case worrying might just make you want to drink more. But experiment with drinking less often so that you feel in control and try to get to the point where it never crosses your mind that you might have a problem. I really hope this solves your problem or lack thereof. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we'll see you there.